Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Today we're going to be talking about inspiration. Here's a jewel from the Bible. The book of Job, chapter 32, verse 8. But it is the spirit in a person, the breath of God Almighty, that gives them understanding. We're going to be talking about inspiration today, so stay tuned, fasten your seatbelts, here we go. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Dwelling in the Shadow of the Almighty. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Let's talk about inspiration. We all need inspiration, but we look in the wrong place for inspiration. We look to a substitute for the real thing. Where should inspiration come from? It should come from your Creator. It should come directly from Him. He would inspire your mind. He would give you good thoughts, good things to do, do things to move toward, and he would keep out the negative. Now, proof positive that the human race is separated from God. Look, the story of the Garden of Eden is not a myth but a reality, and you can see it all around you. We live in a fallen world where people are out of control, where people hurt each other, often without even realizing what they're doing, and where people are searching for answers. And whenever you find answers that you think are going to solve your problems for you, it turns out that they make things worse. So, you look at the animal kingdom, you see animals living peacefully. You don't see animals all uh, nervous and angry all the time and upset and worried and fearful and filled with doubts. You don't see that. The bunny rabbit is the bunny rabbit and the raccoon is the raccoon. And you could say, well, how about people? Aren't they just being themselves? Well, they are. But the self that they're being is actually what's coming to them from outside. And they are becoming that which is motivating. See, they're becoming that which is inspiring them and which is motivating them. See, the human soul is incapable of originating thought. Let me say it again. The human soul is incapable of originating thought. So where do thoughts come from? Thoughts come from the outside. Either things that you memorize or hear other people say and then repeat, or notions or thought essences that ripen and burst in the mind. They come from outside. Now, the proof positive that this is true is all you have to do is watch a stage hypnotism act. There's a lot of them on YouTube. And you'll see a person is uh, given a post-hypnotic suggestion to do something when they hear a certain sound or a certain piece of music or something, and then they do it. And then after they've done it, the hypnotist says, what'd you do that for? And they make an excuse. 
We don't want to admit that our ideas are not our own. We want to believe that what we do and what we think is our own idea, but it's not at all. But what I was saying earlier is that what comes in from the outside, you eventually become what, what is coming in from the outside. You're listening to Shedding Shackles, helping you overcome the baggage of the past and move forward to a new zest for life. You know, if you were born over in a cannibal country somewhere, then you would be a cannibal right now. You'd go around and be a cannibal and uh, excuse it and justify it. I think that was the perfect way to be. And then if you came from some other culture, then you would be just whatever they make you into. But you see, we oughtn't to be made into things other than what the good Lord intended us for, for us to be. We weren't supposed to be made into this cultural image or that cultural image, or in the image of this leader or that leader or this religious person or that political person or this entertainer or that rock star or this person or that person or your boss or whoever you're emulating and becoming like. So we are becoming something. You're being made into something and you are the brainchild as you, in your fallen condition. Remember I said we're, we live in, in a fallen condition. In your fallen condition, you are the brainchild of whoever is making you. You know, the, the, the Dr. Frankenstein, who's in charge of remolding you into some cultural image and then beyond that. So someone can program you into going around and doing nice things for people, and then you go around and do nice things because you're programmed, you're hypnotized, and you psychotically do what they tell you to do to please them, see? So you go around and do nice things and sing nice songs and say nice things and study nice things, and you get a reward from them. You get their approval, you get their love, and maybe they'll promote you into the hierarchy of of that do-gooder organization that you that you have become a part of. You see what I mean? But all you are is doing what you've been programmed to do. So I think you got the idea. So we're a fallen race. Now, we go around, but most of us have conflict. We're not completely happy what, what we're being made into. We have conflict. So oh, there's, proof, there's another proof that we're a fallen race. You have conflict. And if you have conflict, with what you are and what you're doing, then it means that part of you is still alive and still senses that there's something wrong about this fallen existence. And when we have conflict, then we search for answers. Now, if you go out to the culture and you say, well, if, you, if you're living in a cannibal country and then you go to the local witch doctor and say, well, you know what? I've got conflict. I, I don't feel right about being a cannibal. Then the cannibal well, uh, which doctor will say, well, you know, it, it's just because you're not, you're not being enough of a cannibal. You got to be a more of a cannibal, a bigger cannibal, a better cannibal, see, and study to be a cannibal. And, you know, maybe, maybe you should go get your degree at our local cannibal university so you could be a much better cannibal. That's the only reason why you're guilty is because you're not being cannibal enough. That's what they would tell you. 
See, but some of us can see through that line of reasoning. We see that's not true. So we search and search. And now here's where I'm going to start talking about inspiration. So we're looking for what? We're looking for our lost identity. We're looking for truth. We're looking for a way out, not by rebelling or escaping, but somehow to really become what you were meant to be and to live without conflict and to live a truly productive life. And so we search. So we do hear things sometimes. We hear things that sound right, that sound like what we're searching for. And so maybe we turn to a, the Bible or to a religious book, or we turn to some, someone who's, whose writings, whose words sound, um, sound right. And we hear those, and we, we like that. Now, at that point, you have to be careful, because remember, the problem that we have is that we're separated from God. So if you hear words that awaken you to the reality of which those words speak, or the meaningfulness or the goodness of which those words speak, so the words are not good, the speaker is not good, the written source is not good, but they awaken you, the words awaken you to, to yearn for and search for what really is good and what really is true. You understand? So if something awake, if somebody, look, uh, words from people can awaken you. You know, you could be doing some really dumb things and leading a really wrong lifestyle. And somebody comes along and says, hey, dummy, knock it off. Stop doing that. Well, if if they if they say with with love in it and, and enough truth in it, then you get the message and it wakens you up. You see what I mean? Or the morning after the night before, you know, you you look at your boyfriend's iPhone and find out there's there's a he's he's having intimate conversations with some other woman and he has videos and and pictures of her on on his iPhone. Okay, well, that will wake you up to reality. So you could, you, you could say, that in a way, you could say that's inspiring. <laughs> Is it, at least it's waking you up. You got the idea? So the only good that inspirational words that people say and write can do is to wake you up, to keep searching, to keep yearning for what's true, or... The words can can help you to realize something. So if someone says one plus one equals two, okay, but then all of a sudden you see it. Oh, I see one plus one equals two. You see it for yourself. You see what I mean? So like when you're doing math and so on, all of a sudden you get it. Oh, I get it. That's what you need. You need to get it. Words can help you to get it. But the best thing that words can do is simply awaken you to keep searching, awaken you to look for what is missing in your life. But the danger with inspirational words and, and books and music and writing and talking and all that stuff, the, the, the danger of it is that you will get caught up in it as a substitute for the real thing. 
and then you become dependent on it. You become dependent on positive thinking, on positive words, on nice words, on inspirational words, on religious words. See, you become dependent upon them. You, you, try to, you try to program yourself is what you're doing with some positive slogan. So you keep saying some positive slogan, whether it's religious or whatever it is. And, and that way you try to keep out the negative. And, but, but the problem is that, that not only can you, you be, do you become dependent on that sort of thing, but you, then, you can become dependent on the source of it. And the source can be not necessarily. See, someone can say something that's true or write something that's true, and that's what they're doing. They love saying something true, and they hope to awaken you to it. But they can also use it to get you caught up with them. They can also use it to fool you and deceive you into your thinking that they're nice and, and, and smart and that, that they have something and follow them. See? But the problem is that you're even farther away from God. So good words can be used as bait to hook you and lead you farther away from God. Hi everyone, this is Roland. A little shout out to those people who have helped Shedding Shackles stay on the air. People like Winston, Patrick, George, Gary in San Francisco, Steve and Rick down in the Los Angeles area, and John in Chico, thanks very much for your help. And if there's somebody else out there who could be of help to me, I deeply appreciate it. You can go to SheddingShackles.com and click on Donate, and it'll show you how to do it there at PayPal. You can also send a letter. I love to get letters. Write to Roland Trujillo, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, number 217, Pinole, California. That's P is in Paul, I-N-O-L-E, Pinole, California, 94564. It helps me to help others. Thanks. See, so good words can be used as bait to hook you and lead you farther away from God. So you can be singing nice songs and listening to some person talk positive things where he's trying to motivate you, where she's trying to motivate you, and you get caught up with them. And for a while, you like it because it, it takes you away from the negative. See? So you like that because it takes you away from the negative. It counters the negative. It fills your mind temporarily with something that's not negative. And it's a big relief. You see what I mean? But the problem is that those are just words. And if you get caught up with the speaker, then one day you, you discover the betrayal. That all you did was get caught up with them, and they have feet of clay. And they're not God. You understand? So... So that's one problem. Then the other problem is that you become more guilty that way. Not only you can become, you do become more guilty that way. Because where should our inspiration come from? It should come from God, from what you know in your heart, from what you realize, from what you intuit, from what you know deeply, from what you see. See, it comes from within. All inspiration is from within and above, from within and above, from your Creator. And 
You, you just live each day at a time doing what is the next thing to do, always checking with your intuition with what you know in your heart, always checking with wordless, with your conscience. See, intuition and conscience are the same thing. Conscience is 2020 hindsight. When you've strayed from intuition, then, then it comes back as hindsight, as conscience. But if you always, if you loved your intuition and always stayed close to it, but see, you doubt it, that's the problem. But, but can you see now that if you get caught up with something on the outside, it takes you away from intuition, unless it awakens you, unless the simple, guileless, truthful words awaken you, then, then you will get caught up with them. And it's hypnotic. See, the person on a stage who's being hypnotized on a stage get, gets caught up with the, with the words of the hypnotist. They get caught up with his personality, his words, his reassurances, see, his um, patter as he goes on and on and on. They get caught up with it. And then usually you're asked to focus on something. And so you focus on, it's the same as studying. See, the hypnotists out in the world, they tell you to study. Study, study, study. They want you to study because when you study, when you concentrate, when you focus, see, it takes you away from intuition. It gets you caught up and then their words enter into your mind and you become programmed by them. But you become more guilty because you're, you're being led away from God. So you want to be led back to God and God leads you intuitively. You just know in your heart, if you're mean to someone, then afterwards you feel bad. Well, that's your conscience, see? And if you realize something, then that's also your, your, your intuition by which you realize wordlessly, inwardly, see? So the human race was, fell into knowledge, into words, into experience, see? And then afterwards, the human race had to look to that on the outside to make life bearable. So then the words to which they had fallen, see, it was words and following those words and being hypnotized by those words and believing those words is what misled the human race in the very beginning. And then having fallen into that state, then the human being looks, looks to words, maybe, maybe with a little music added. So you add a little music to the words, make them sound a little more exciting, a little more interesting. Then you can get caught up with them and forget that you're fallen from God. You can forget conscience. You can forget guilt. You can forget God. You can forget your intuition. You can forget what you know in your heart and get all caught up with that stuff. So you always have to just take a, a step back. Take a step back. Yeah, see, like what I do is, uh, is I'm always searching for clues. That's it. I'm searching for clues. I'm not looking for inspiration on the outside. And I'm, I'm not trying to be a source of inspiration. I look for clues. So I go here on the internet. I go there. I look at this book. I look at that book. I scan. I read lightly. I, I read it at very fast. I scan. And I hear things, they go in one ear and out the other. But all of a sudden, one thing, I notice one thing. I notice that one thing. And it's meaningful. Or I sense that it has a, a value. 
See, God is making me, see, intuition is, is, is making me to, to see that something is important. So I keep looking. And that clue, and then maybe another clue, and before long, I realize the answer or the problem goes away. A Meditation Moment with Jeremiah Trujillo I want you to understand what stress is. Studies have found that stress compromises your immune system. We all know that when we get really upset over something, sometimes we get sick afterwards, right? Stress is more than you think. For the human being, emotions are stress. That's right, emotions are stress. I bet that you never thought of it that way. You should be passionate and excited and angry and have highs and lows, you think. I'm here to tell you that the human being was created to be not emotional. The human was created to acknowledge God, to know God, and to be with God forever. Our responses should be reserved for our Creator and what He provides for us. We should marvel at His creation, loving Him, and looking to Him. Find more inspiration so you don't want to get caught up with, with anything. You don't want to get caught up with, with music, with words, with people, with anything. Stand back, be free, have a free and unencumbered consciousness so that you can observe lightly and move lightly. And your mind is free to realize things from God. From within it comes. All of a sudden, you, you realize something. Oh, I see. And yeah, some of the first things you're going to realize if you're just getting started are your own errors, your own boo-boos, like you hated your mom or you hated your dad. Yeah, that, so you have to see that. That's a little painful. But then as time goes by, as the days and weeks and months go by, the realizations become more beautiful, more um, shining, shining realizations. You, you, you see, you need to know about God. You need to know about Jesus. You need to know about how to relate to your partner, to your kids. You need to know all of these things. And the, the, the way you can, you can be, know these things is from within. From within. Things on the outside, the only good they might do you is to possibly awaken you to realize something. See? And if they do, like, I can even see people on the outside making a mistake. And I see them. I see the mistake, and it awakens me to realize that what what they're doing is a mistake. You see what I mean? So I don't do that. So even what they, even the things that they do that aren't right, see, awaken me to see what 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 is right, and what is right is our Creator. And you have to find Him and be close to Him, and the way He communicates with the human soul is intuition. It's the it's the inner light the inner light that shines. And in that light, things become clear. And you see, you see deception. You see the lie. See? And you realize that, that what is showing you is, 
is not lying to you. See, you you see some, someone and they're lying and you see that they're lying. See, you don't hate them, you don't resent them, you don't judge them, you just see that they're lying. And how do you know that they're lying? Because something within you is wordlessly making you aware that what's out there is, is a lie. See how simple that is? So you must find your intuition. And everything I do in this program has that purpose. So I don't talk a lot. You notice I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about, there's so many things that I don't talk about, which you hear, you can easily hear on other programs being talked about. And the reason is that if you can do the simple thing of learning to be in touch with your intuition, if you can learn to sit quietly, and find that wordless inner light and touch and make contact with it and then and then go out into the world and you will you will find your way and these other things you'll you'll see for yourself what's true and what's not true and you'll realize all these other things but it starts with the basic refining your intuition and not doubting it and trusting what you know in your heart. See, which you've always had that, even when you were a little child. So you came into the world into a fallen family with, with parents who did the best they could, but they, they too were lost sheep and misguided. You came into, into a fallen world and a world that, for the most part, doesn't want to doesn't want to see its errors doesn't want to see that it's not that people aren't living their own life they don't want to see that they're being marched off in the wrong direction they don't want to see it and so they don't want to see it and so they find a way not to see it and that also explains all the drugs and alcohol and all that stuff and so everything out there see if you don't misuse it, so we, we know that we can misuse drugs, we can misuse food, we can misuse entertainment, we can misuse all that stuff. We know that. But we can also, we, you can also misuse inspiration. So listen lightly, hear the things, see? And if it helps you to realize something sweet, something good, something's true, then that's nice. But then after that, just lay it aside. Don't cling to the word. Don't cling to the person. Don't cling to the book. Lay it aside, see, and go out and live your life with realizations then coming from within. All it did was put you in touch with what you know in your heart. And then be close to that and go out into the world and walk with God. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. 
Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.